it would appear as though 6ix9ine bounced back successfully after doing what the streets would call being a rat. We're going to discuss the no snitching culture. We're going to discuss 6ix9ine's philosophy on trolling and what it means for rap and society and social media. And then we're going to discuss President Trump's new press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, and the epic mic drop that she had with the mainstream media. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Going over to our website, that's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Kicking it off, I just want to give a shout-out to Vince... Like his articles yeah. lately have been like I retweeted it. They just been great and uh, off the chain and and pretty interesting. He um, recently wrote something about EQ, which is uh, what IQ is for your intelligence. EQ is for your emotions and how you display those emotions and how you process those emotions. I thought it was a really good article, and he's more or less correlated it with uh uh what what what's the name of the guy Ahmad Oh uh um you're talking about the guy who got uh shot Yeah Ahmad it was Ahmad uh, Avery or Aubrey A- uh, yeah. Avery And um you know you and I talked about it as a possible discussion for the the show but then we decided not to get into yeah. it because we felt like the details are all very hazy and what was interesting about the way that Vince broached the article that he wrote was more so along the lines of not any details about the incident itself, but just more about the response. Yes. And I thought that was pretty, pretty awesome. So, yeah. If and, anybody wants to yeah. check out that, that article, check it out at uh, his website, critic at XL.com. So, yeah. And, uh, the thing about and and you know what I didn't read that article I actually saw the picture today and I didn't actually uh, check it out but uh just to kind of talk a little bit about that and I think we've talked about the the emotional quote unquote toll that situations like this take on people sometimes I th- I feel are very manufactured from big time and and it reminds me when we talked about um what was it uh, Harambe Mm-hmm. And how everyone gave a fuck about that that gorilla, and it, it, like motherfuckers that never even went to the zoo gave a fuck about that gorilla, and see an animal situation. That's an animal situation. But when it comes to humans, and it's when it comes to like the law, the best possible scenario is one in which you look at the situation for what it is. Don't bring your emotions or what you think. Go off of what the law says. And 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 the the facts of the matter at hand, like and and how those facts correlate with the law, and that's why you and I 
have taken the route of not talking about that particular incident yeah. because the details of what really took place are very hazy. Yeah. On one end, the the guys who killed him looked like, oh, well, they're, they're, they're the bad guys. And obviously... Like you, they hunted him down in cold blood. Like, yeah. And if you leave it to the mainstream media, that's what they will have you believe. But yeah. through the alternative media and as other facts develop, we see, or other details develop rather, we see that that may not have been the case. Mm-hmm. And maybe these guys that did it weren't as as they as uh as bad a guys as as everybody's make demonizing them to be and and yeah. they might have had reasons of their own that fall into the boundaries of the law and it could have just really been a more or less very unfortunate circumstance and also one thing that i realized is a lot of people were criticizing the district attorney for taking so long to to bring charges to the case but what a lot of people didn't realize and i found out through the little bit of the reading about the situation that i did one of either the dad or the son i'm not sure which one worked for the district attorney's office and so the district attorney had to recuse himself so that oh. made things that made things harder because it becomes a conflict of interest. Like how, yeah. like I got to get out of here and we got to find somebody can, to, to prosecute this like un, like in a non-biased yes. way. Yeah. So sometimes people are like, oh, well, it's institutional racism. Well, it's, it, there's, I mean, there's more to it. No. It there, would have been a, institutional racism had he stayed and used his emotional bias of knowing this guy. Because the thing exactly. of it is, is we don't know who this man is. Exactly. I don't know, you don't know. But- what if this dude is like a stand-up guy? Like, imagine someone close to you that, that you've always been close to and you know that they're always good. You're going to have a bias towards that person. Cause exactly. Like, well, this is a you work good with dude. them. You know them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. I think it's responsible to recuse yourself in that yeah, situation. Yeah, well, I yeah, it's responsible and the law pretty much dictates that you have to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So that's kind of hard to say there's institutional racism when... The law is saying, well, no, you got to remove yourself from this and yeah. let somebody let somebody else take over. And it's the responsible thing for you as the district attorney to let it be known like, hey, I know these people. I know this person. Yeah. You know, uh, there was a time that I I was on a, a grand jury for for a month in the summer and it was the same thing like they said if if ever in the event that there's somebody up here giving a testimony that you know or like something involved in terms of where you may work or you know people or you you're you've been involved in a similar situation you're asked to be responsible and recuse yourself because whether you find problem because like all we did was like we would just hear a bunch of cases a day and determine if there was probable cause enough for the arrest to be made. Yeah. And so in that situation, it's like, well, they don't know if you know these people or not or whatever the case, but that you're asked to be responsible in the sense of like, all right, well, I recuse myself. And then they may ask you, well, why? And then you'd be like, oh, well, I know that person or yeah, that's yeah. my neighbor or whatever the case. So different situations like that um yeah and 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 that's kind of what's pretty awesome about the law is like in this country it 
it's so it's designed doesn't always happen this way but it's designed to be so unemotional like just look at the facts logic detail like we were just discussing but for anybody out there that's wondering like why we didn't look into the subject it's for that reason but let the stuff come out let the evidence as come an out. alternative if you want to read vince's article it's there very good article and um he's not really taking a side in the situation he's just discussing how in situations like that emotional it, too many emotions hurt more than they help um now that that's out of the way what do you want to discuss as far as 69 or Trump's press secretary <laughs> we just saw that video we need to talk about it the, the, <laughs> the pre press secretary the yeah. press secretary so <laughs> President Trump has a new press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, and I've seen her face before. I didn't really know her. I didn't know much about her, but I've seen her on on Fox, and I've seen her interviewed, and, and I've seen that she is a proponent of President Trump. Um, I didn't know that she was in the works of being a press secretary. I didn't know that she even had the capacity to do that. I didn't know anything about her. And the first impression that she made as a press secretary was pretty epic. Not only in what she did and what she said, but also how she's dressed. She has like that all white, yeah, like, like some Game of Thrones, like suit on. <laughs> and so, like that in and of itself, sort of ma made a statement. Oops, my bad. And yeah, I just wanted to look at the suit. <laughs> yeah, she looks like she's like. She looks like Michael Corleone, like when dude's doing the baptism. Yeah, that type of shit. Like, and, I'm and, about to... And she essentially did to them what Michael Corleone had done to those people. Yeah. God damn. And and so the, the, the situation that we're discussing in terms of the mic drop that she had was pretty epic. And this is according to many people. I mean, I've seen Tim Pool comment about it. Joe Rogan commented about it. Various other uh, political commentators have commented on it. And essentially what happened was at the end of the press briefing, she was asked a question about the coronavirus, COVID-19, and how she made a statement in terms of the president would not allow the coronavirus to come to the country. Yeah. She wasn't saying that in the sense that, oh, the president is not going to allow the coronavirus to come to the country. Obviously, he can't control if it comes to the country or not. She was saying that he is going to do everything in his power to yeah. not let it come to the country. And she was talking in terms of the travel ban. So if there is something that can be done, he is willing to do it. Yeah. The very thing that he had been demonized for talking about before people were talking about, oh well he should have did sooner yeah damned if you do damned if you don't type of shit but in that in in that reporter asking that question he asked if because she said that is she now ready to take it back considering that the coronavirus is widespread in the united states of america and she said, well, I would like to answer that question with asking another one. And then she said, is NPR ready to take back such statements as, oh, the, the flu is, is worse than the coronavirus? And she just went down a slew of 
Mis- misguided misinformation from NPR, Vox, yeah. the New York Times, like just a, a slew of media outlets that have never uh, retracted their statements, never retracted their claims. They never do. They never apologize. And they spread misinformation more than anybody. Yep. And then she said, I'll let you, I'll give you guys a few days to think about that. She closed her her notes and she walked the fuck off. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> now you said something in pre-production that was very interesting. You said that that's very grassroots. You want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, I just feel that they're very in she and the administration is very in tune with their base and what they're talking about. And I, I feel that in, in our situation as, as a podcast, we talked about this way before. I, I feel like we were the only ones that really mentioned that there was articles out there by the very people that are criticizing the president for, for stuff like this that said the same thing mm-hmm. as anyone would have during that time. There was what, like what, like a one case or zero cases mm-hmm. when when it started to become kind of a scary situation, and I felt that that was just very interesting that she came armed with like a very meme meme esque yeah. attack uh, at them, and it was because they're paying attention, and that, that that's what differentiates them from the competition is they pay attention to what people are saying. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have to know everything, but it's like the people that vote for you and the people that follow you and the people that want you to win, they're going to give you the ammunition. Like, I I even remember when we were talking about it, I couldn't remember the articles. But all you have to do is you just have to, okay, what are my followers saying? Oh, let's see if anyone dug up something. It kind of reminds me of when, uh, what was it, the... I, I don't want to butcher the name of it. It was uh, the the curious disappearance of Maura Murray or whatever. Yeah. And it was like all those internet. Yeah, that's definitely not yeah, the name the, of the it. Curious, <laughs> the curious case of Benjamin Button. I mixed that up with the curious. Yeah, it was like the dis, I know it had to do with the disappearance. It's of, a true crime addict. Yeah. How I lost myself. Jesus. Something along those. That you yeah, you yeah. were pretty way off. <laughs> but it, basically it was about like this, this chick – um and I'm gonna just kind of summarize this because true crime addict. How I lost myself in the mysterious disappearance of Maura Murray. Murray. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I was close. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not even. <laughs> no, but um, the internet sleuths. Yeah, you know, like how you might get stuck somewhere and oh, let me see what they're doing. Same thing with uh, Don't Fuck with Cats, the documentary on Netflix about this guy who went on a murdering spree. Um. Well, you don't have to know everything. There's people that are on it. And sometimes when when you're connected in that way, and I feel in politics and in the news, they say what they feel, what they think is better for everyone else, but they don't actually look on the ground floor what people are actually saying. Because now you have a problem that the coronavirus is here. What about the immigration issue, which could very much be tied to something like a virus that could come in yeah right and while while you're on the subject of the the internet sleuths i, I was just looking it up because it, it it always struck me what he called them 
the because yeah. he yeah, he he called them what Sherlock Holmes called the kids oh, that yeah. helped him the Baker Street Irregulars yeah <laughs> and and that was a that was badass like, when he's talking about that because in that book which is a true story he gives them a lot of credit which is badass because you you you'll find many authors many writers won't give the credit as it deserves to be distributed to those that have helped them along the way in their journey yeah. and he does in that book yep and he calls them his baker street irregulars yeah and and it's and it's important it's important to 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 know your your people yeah in, in that sense because exactly. even in game of thrones remember like the 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 guy who had the kids that just kind of like listened mm-hmm. and and then um there was other guy the dude that that got his shit cut off the ball dude yeah i don't even remember his name i can't even he was a pretty good character too yeah and uh he had his ways like where he's like looking and listening and hearing what people are saying you need that you need that to know what what's going on and you need that because a lot of uh, throughout all this stuff it's so chaotic that people would forget the vox had an article saying don't worry about the corona motherfuckers are overreacting oh the flu's worse and it's not to say that they were wrong in thinking that initially because again i go back to we've been through h1n1 we've been through sars we've been through ebola so we always end up on top in the sense that like well we've we've survived as 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 humans and we've never shut down the economy with all those diseases and it seems to happen every what like three four five years mm-hmm. a new a new disease so we we've come to realize that that's just something that does happen yeah. and i mean you know continue on and and but, stay strong but i think what she's doing and what she is 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 a weaponization of all of that it's yeah. like all right well if you're gonna nitpick everything that we say you're gonna twist and put your own narrative to everything that we say, then we're just gonna dis- like keep holding a mirror up and then showing the people, all right, well, the very people that are twisting everything we say, remember that they said this. Remember yeah. that they said this. And that's the thing that I thought was very telling about the clip that Joe, the, the one that I sent you of that, but with Joe Rogan discussing it. Yeah. Is this is good that he has a, Trump has a press secretary because you could tell that it was getting to him. Like it, it was, yeah. and and I don't, I don't necessarily blame him for it getting to him. Like imagine like every single little thing that you say People take it and twist it and turn it. You're over here trying to talk about, well, here are the facts, the the facts and statistics of the coronavirus. You got the attorney, the the not the attorney general, the surgeon general. You have you have Mike Pence up there. You have the whole uh, response team, Dr. Fauci, all these people, and we're here to discuss certain things. Yeah facts and details and everything that comes out of my mouth you're taking it and twisting and turning it and saying all kind of like radical stuff you're saying that i'm telling people to ingest lysol when i'm clearly talking to a doctor about it like it's like you're saying all this stuff yeah and i don't blame him because the thing is he's in a position where 
nobody in the mainstream media is going to really defend him for the most part fox like he'll have his allies on fox but even not even everybody at fox yeah. rocks with him but other than that the mainstream media is like totally against him no. so you have to defend yourself you really don't have a choice but to defend yourself because through either through twitter or what you say at those press briefings but they're still flipping it they're still so what did he do all right well here let me give let me have somebody to speak for me and then that way you motherfuckers can go kick rocks because yeah. anything that i say you're gonna twist it and turn it and that's why i don't necessarily demonize fox news that much because while they are very like biased they're left wing and everything like that well i mean it is what it is but the fact of the matter is every other network is radically left so i mean yeah. i guess in a way they balance things out to a certain degree because there's nobody other than them on the mainstream that's to the right yeah yeah and, and you're gonna get that type of bias and that's why i feel alternative media comes in to break a lot of that stuff down like joe rogan doesn't have a dog in the fight. No. He just he's just observing like, God damn, she beasted it. Yeah. But this is why. So you start seeing reactions from people and their analysis from a perspective which is like, well, this is what I think and such and such and such and such. And that's why people they'll listen to a podcast and they watch a video podcast and just subscribe to this uh YouTube channel and they get to inform you get to kinda pick everyone's view on things and kind of mesh them together and be like okay what do i think yeah is in 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 my opinion the 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 better route to go about this topic or what do i what should i think and and that's what people watch the news for really like they want to be informed and they also want to know the facts yeah. <laughs> let's not forget that you're a journalist to to let people know the facts. And then from there, you let them decide right. what. And I feel when it and comes... And even, even if you're somewhat sided and biased, it can't be so heavy-handed. No. And the thing is, too... Like like Don Lemon type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're all going to have our views, and we have the right to express our views. But we also have the... We have to give the courtesy to the people that disagree with us in the sense of like, well, we need to look at it from their side. Just like the, well, we just talked about the, the Ahmad Aubrey situation. Mm -hmm. We didn't pick a side. We just looked at what we know so far and we're like, well, this doesn't look good from this end. This doesn't look good from that end. Whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens. We didn't, but, but so many people, they'll go and, and see the thing is this is the difference so many people they'll go to the emotional side of things yeah but why do they go to the emotional side of things and that's the 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 main problem which is you'll have a a, 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 a news cable organization like cnn say two two white guys hunt down a black dude yeah come Sen on sensationalism yeah like of course, that shit is so clickbait, and then you're going to click it, and now you're, you're you're making people have an emotional reaction, when in reality, we should look at the situation for what it is, and and let's look at the facts. So that's where I feel that their responsibility comes in, is is, is things like that. Like the they'll, they'll have an emotional um, response to that, and and they want to, I guess, channel their bias 
through their organization when they don't realize like it's not your job to do that. No. Tell the news. And it's not responsible. Exactly. And so I feel more and more uh, as people stay on the internet more and more and, and like the old ways of TV and watching TV start to fade away, you're going to start seeing um, just podcasts, YouTube channels just become bigger and bigger and bigger. Look at the Crowder situation with the Blaze TV. That's that's their own organization. Yeah. So, and that comes with a subscription, just like Hulu, just like Netflix, just like any other company. So things are starting to become so personal that you get to pick who you feel that you want to pay for. Yeah. yeah what it, service? It, entertainment is becoming such a a niche market. Like, well, this is my niche of podcasts. This is my niche yeah. of media. This is my niche of the news. This is my niche of movies. Like it's it's that's what you're seeing. And it's good and it's bad because I was gonna ask you, do you be, think there's any like pitfalls to a situation yeah, the, like yeah, that? Yeah, the pitfalls is uh putting yourself in uh in an echo chamber that yeah. essentially because it's like, all right, well, these are the podcasts that I listen to. These are the pod. These are the. This is the news that I listen to. These are the political commentators that I listen to. These are the books that I read or listen to. That that can become an echo chamber. I love it. Like I cannot tell you how much I love it when I come across people that think differently than me, but can hold their own though. See, the thing is, I, there's times where I'll come across people that think different than than me, like when it comes to social issues, political issues, cultural issues, but they can't hold their own in a debate. So yeah. it, it's quickly like, uh, it, it, it more or less becomes like a intellectual mismatch. And then it's just like, all right, well, it just fizzles out. Yeah. Um, where, like, it's... Well, for one, it's boring, but 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 two, it's like, well, I want to be challenged. I want to yeah. be challenged. So I I mean, I'll watch and I'll see content that is different than like what I I naturally would gravitate towards as often as possible. But it would be nice to have those type of conversations with yeah. people regularly because it is good to keep yourself on your toes and be aware that there is such a thing as an echo chamber and if you find yourself at times thinking so much like the majority, it is something that you want to kind of stop and look into and be like, okay, well, not necessarily I'm wrong, but it, it, those are those are the times and the thoughts that you really want to analyze and ask yourself, do you really have the full scope of things? Yeah. The only benefit to that is that because of the internet, you're able to see that like the wide world out there like in many cases does think di differently. So like, yeah. it's always sort of a, like a looking glass. Like for instance, I'll be like, I'll be thinking that way. Like, like for instance, I'll give you an example. Like today I download, cause I have audible. Yeah. And so like, you know, every, it's pretty much like a book a month, an audio book. And I find the service like well worth it. I really like it or whatever. So I recently downloaded. Oh, so uh, you could download a book 
a month? Well, you get a credit a month. You could oh. have up to six credits, and then every credit is is a book. Oh, whether okay, whether okay. that book whether that book costs more than your monthly subscription or not, you still you'll still get a book. You could download it. I see. Um, uh, with uh, Fifty Cent's "Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter," I recently downloaded that. Obviously, that's not like political. It's more about like business and like your mindset and everything else. Badass book. Kind of a self help, self help book. Yeah, like I, I really don't like the terminology self help. Like yeah. it, 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 uh, it sounds so fucking <laughs> drug addict <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. uh, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like it uh, does. Like trip. Like oh, I gotta go. To, I gotta go to my my. Uh, my rehab or I got to go to my AA meetings or, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. I always liken it to like that type of shit. So, but I guess, I mean, if we're talking technically, I guess I would imagine it is self-help, but, um, uh, but a, another book that I downloaded and I actually downloaded it today is Dan Crenshaw's book that, that, uh, Congressman yeah. that, that bodied Bill Maher. Yeah. He's a very smart guy. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that's why I downloaded it. But when I downloaded it, I'm like, damn, like this is like all me type of shit. This is the yeah. shit that I rock with. So obviously, like every time I, I, I find myself in that phase, I'll download something of like I'll download a book where it's like totally against what I believe in. Yeah. And 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 to kind of give myself some perspective. And one book that I had, um, I had downloaded it a while ago. Uh, it was by this French author, and he was pretty much like a, a anti-capitalist. Yeah. And so, and so, it's all right. Well, you know, I will rock with it. But that's that's through books. You know, that's through media. I do like it when I have those type of conversations in person. But I find they're harder in in per in in person and like amongst people that I know because. Like, I don't know if, if people don't want to, like, debate me or, or go against me or whatever. Or in some cases, it's just they don't, there's just, they don't have, like, I don't know if, if saying the capacity, like, is, is appropriate. But yeah, it's just not there. And I, I'll give you an example. This was some time ago, but I was around a group of people and the we were watching the movie us i mean and this was like before the pandemic and and everything like that and in that movie you see that uh, essentially it's more or less the backdrop of that movie is the juxtaposition between the haves and the have-nots but the haves and the have-nots within their own race so, yeah. like, a lot of times we look at haves and has-nots versus whites versus coloreds. Like, yeah. whites versus Hispanics, blacks, Asians, whatever the case. Yeah. In this particular movie, it's the, it's, well, the have-not blacks versus the have-blacks. Yeah. The have-not whites versus the have-whites. The have-not Hispanics versus the have-Hispanics type shit. And so... I'm watching the movie, and as it's on, you know, a, a small little discussion is 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 developing about what the meaning and the 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 metaphors of the movie consist of. 
And so I go on to give a very detailed analysis of what I believe the movie to be about, which is essentially that. And then I, I even... I even like bring up some of the symbolism, some yeah. like I, I back up my argument very eloquently as one might in a situation like that to like have a very good discussion. And one of the people that was there responds by saying, oh, well, I think it's about the devil. Like just. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you did tell and, me. And, and so I was like, oh. they're right. <laughs> <laughs> And so I was like, oh, like, well, well, why? Oh, I just think, I just think that it's like, well, God damn it. Like I wasted my breath, number yeah, one, yeah. but number two, like that's, that's not like, I, how am I supposed, like you're entitled to think whatever you want to think uh. it's about because I'm not the expert. I'm not Jordan Peele himself. Like, yeah. so you're entitled to think, but that's not an uh, an adequate like response. That's not an adequate argument. Oh, I just think it is. Yeah. Oh, so it's like uh, so. Then I intentionally like go on YouTube and look at like some video essays about it. And pretty much every video essay that I found is in the realm of agreeing with what I thought. Yeah. And so I even point that out, and still like no concession, no nothing. As I was like, wow, okay, but. It's about demon motherfuckers doing demon shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, that, I don't, that's like, like, pretty hit gut a roadblock. Re- that's pretty gut wrenching to me. And it is a roadblock, yeah. 100%. And it's like, well, where do you, where do you go from here? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With books, obviously, you, it's, it, they're a journey and they're fun and you go down the rabbit hole, but you don't get that moment where you can, get at the person that's saying it because like that anti-capitalism book that I was telling you about. Yeah. There's plenty of things that said in there that I was like, wait, hold on. Or like plenty of videos that I'll watch online that are like anti-capitalism. Yeah. Socialism based, communism based that I'll, you know, I'll pause the video and I'll be like, but they're, you know, because I, I have my slew of knowledge and I have my well of knowledge. But uh, there's no back and forth. I don't the, where are these people at. That's what I'm saying. So I like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's good to have that so you don't end up in an echo chamber. And I know that was, the whole thing was sort of long-winded, but I wanted to yeah. give details and, and be oh. thorough about why I think. That's a pitfall. Yeah. And people could end up in, in echo chambers. Yeah. And it's important. But, but see, the thing is, too, um, one good thing about us, though. We tend to, uh, and, and I only say that because I feel that this would be useful information for people, is we tend to like to follow people who are okay with being challenged. Yeah. So, like, Bill Maher is okay with being challenged. Uh, the louder with, with Crowder thing where it's like, uh, I think we should build a wall, change my mind. That is so thought-provoking. Yeah, it's pretty dope. You know what I mean? And and there's people that sit down and they bring up very good points. And he might not agree with them. <laughs> and how and I just laugh because how that's been turned into a meme. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like, I don't know if you remember. And I remember send that, sending that shit to Donnell and he was busting up laughing. Where the remember when that whole Aisha Curry thing was popping off about yeah. how 
pretty much Steph Curry, world champion, millionaire, athlete, good looking, all that, and like she still didn't seem satisfied. Yeah. And then and then and then, so there was you, this is the meme had had like Crowder with his cup right there, like kind of like laughing and it said yeah. Aisha trying to fuck change my mind <laughs> I sent that I saw that shit I sent that shit immediately to Donnell yeah. knowing that he was gonna get a, cra- a, a, a kick out of it <laughs> that shit is too decent I'd be a, that'd be a worthy ass conversation right then and there no but but it's it's shit like that that like and I'm pretty sure he responded yeah. along the lines of yeah she is <laughs> like <that's laughs> like, <laughs> yeah you know that, that that clip where she was like yeah, about I, oh god, like it, I think we it, talked about it, didn't we? We we might have. It's so it's so like like v- like vomit inducing. Honestly, yeah. like I, I no, like fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, I rocked with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it was uh, it, it was very like jarring in the sense of like you're really complaining. Come on, I mean, y- whatever it's a little too old for me to remember everything yeah and then just so yeah stupid so i don't even like it's it's a good conversation on a societal level like it like in terms of well marriage and 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 why the marriage rate is so low because i don't know i i told you that last week i think that that some reports and articles came out about like marriage hitting an all-time low yeah. in recorded history of the united states and you see it and you look at stuff like that and it's like, well, no wonder. Like if yeah. if Steph Curry can't can't <laughs> make his wife satisfied, who the fuck can? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Nobody. Yeah. But so on a societal level it's it's a good conversation, but just that just that shit specifically. But but fuck see up on. But see, like a guy like Crowder, such a meme worthy, you know, topic the whole change my mind thing where it makes people go in and look and see the open conversation. A lot of people feel like, oh, well, dude knows everything and he fucking preys on students or whatever. No, I, I think it's, this is a place, you know, like college campuses where people quote unquote study these things. Yeah. So let's, let's see, put, put what you study to the test. And, and sometimes you'll learn that you don't know everything. And also, I don't think you're preying on students. If you have students that are out here perpetuating themselves as know-it-alls, like exactly. you're not, I'm not, I'm not praying on you motherfucker. You're presenting yourself. Like, you know what the fuck you're talking about. And there's such a, there's such a thing as being book smart and, and real world smart. I feel that, that's a very perfect example of that. Here's a guy who he he worked for Fox. It didn't work. Had to build it all on his own, and then he breaks down topics. And here you are in college. You think you know it all. You've read about all these things. You've read about theories, but now you're stumped. Yeah. And it's not so much saying, "Oh, well, ah, he stumped him." It's not that. But it's like that's a very good learning experience. It's the same thing as when 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 uh, that's the whole point. I always bring up boxing, but it's it's I, I always feel like sports are very good like juxtaposition to a lot of this stuff. Um, sparring. That's the whole point of sparring. They're gonna get you a guy that fights like the guy you're gonna fight, and you're gonna get stuck with this guy that you're sparring. Obviously, he's a lesser fighter than the guy you're fighting, but in the sense he'll have like a very you know mean straight left that you need to worry about but mm-hmm. this guy has it so now you're going to now you're going to 
spar for fucking three months with this guy to get used to avoiding that punch, avoiding that punch, or or learning how this all works, or why why people get set up and and hit and knocked out so much by this guy because you're sparring. That's and that's basically what that is with the whole change my mind thing. That's sparring. Um, Bill Maher and and Dan Crenshaw they were sparring like they were throwing ideas. Dan Crenshaw was just bodying dude. Uh, if I were Bill Maher, I would sit back and be like, God damn, he bodied me. Why? Because I thought I was right. Why? And that's the the why and the eureka, which is the moment where you're like, fuck. Something about how he said it or what he said. Everyone or feels... something about my position is off. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and you're going to go and you're going to study it. And you're like, damn, he makes very valid points. And there you, you got somewhere there. Um. And you might have made your argument better because maybe you might find in studying that you might find that that he's wrong. Because like I remember when uh, we were talking about the Jordan Peterson versus the I think he was like a German. Oh, I know who um, you're talking about. Is, 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 uh, I don't know how to Slava Zizak or something. Zizak, yeah. yeah. And there was a, a a moment where Zizak said something to Jordan Peterson, and that should just stumped him. Yeah. And like you could tell, like that was like, he was like, Ugh. like it was like he he hit a roadblock. And for that, that's a good moment to, to, I, like you said, self-reflect and be like, well, am, I, am, I, am I wrong or or am I not looking at this right? Or did he bring up a good question, yeah. something to, to philosophically look at and, and, and really like think about? And it's those moments that help you build uh, more knowledge and yourself as 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 a person because you've now entered the critical thinking phase of it all and that's the whole point so exactly. yeah it, it it's good that news is going that route because you could personalize it but i do feel that you have to mix that in with with uh you know opposing views you know a, a, another thing too and 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 i, and I want to bring this up i want to go i want to retract to the whole grassroots situation in the 50 Cent book, I did appreciate when he says that he likes to go to the clubs a lot. He doesn't even drink. Oh, he doesn't started it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you were telling me about it. I was like, fuck, so so I'm working out. And I, I always feel like when you're doing something like, you know, working out or, or, or you know, doing something around the house, uh, like audio books are like great because mm-hmm. you could learn while still being, you know, finishing whatever task you have at hand. So I'm listening to it and he's saying how he likes to go to the club he's like i don't drink like I, i'm not a I'm not even a social drinker like it's every blue moon i'll drink but it's like i just go i'll bring my like that's the only time i think of like bringing my my, my bottle uh like a liquor bottle because i think he has two drinks out yeah it's like the the effing vodka and then like the champagne so he'll bring it he'll take that little initial drink with everyone and then and then and then he just tells like the 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 not the waiter but the what do they call those guys the you can see how much I drink <laughs> I don't even uh, yeah the, the waiter the person who gives him the drink the bartender is they just fill it with ginger ale yeah so and then he's with the bottle and then he has ginger ale he's drinking ginger ale but it looks yeah. like and he's promoting his stuff because he's a businessman but at the same time what he's doing he's getting a feel 
for the music people are listening to? What are people vibing to? What is the sound? Because even though he doesn't rap as much as he used to, he still likes to... He's more or less on the ground floor of what's exactly. going on. Exactly. Oh, yeah. this guy, this guy. They, they played a couple of tracks and I saw how people reacted to it. And I think that's a good comparison that you made because that's what Trump does also. Yeah. He's, and we've said this plenty of times on the podcast, he's a very ground floor type of guy. Yeah. He may not live on the ground floor. He may not live to the, live next to the people that live on the ground floor. He may not even eat with them. But well, actually, in a way, he does because dude be eating McDonald's and shit. Like so, <laughs> yeah. like so, yeah. in a way, he he kind of does. Which also, that's another thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is like that makes a difference too. Because remember when Michelle Obama when they were in office, she was like all against that shit. Yeah. And so a lot of times what people don't realize is like, yeah, you know, you're all against like you're you're all for this health, healthy lifestyle and everything like that. And there's nothing wrong with it. But there's a lot of people don't have the time or the money to, to do all that. Yeah. So they see a president that is eating McDonald's and is like not going to demonize them for also eating a cheeseburger. And yeah. they feel like, oh, OK, well, like he that's one other thing that we're connected on that's one other thing that yeah. he sees how i see it so but but to go back to my initial point so yeah he, maybe he will eat with them on the ground floor but but he he definitely takes time to be down there see what's going on yeah see what people are thinking see what people are saying and then he brings it to the top and that's reflective in his tweets yeah. in his memes in yeah. what he says at press conferences, what he says at rallies, what he yeah. says on the debate stage, very important. And and I do agree with what you're saying, the comparison to what Fifth does when he's in the club and everything like that. Since we're on that topic, and I didn't expect to get into it because I didn't know you had started it, but uh, isn't a lot of what he says, like doesn't it kind of remind you of like our upbringing and like, like yeah and the, the the main thing is like the understand like i feel that the recurring theme with him and us is that like there really is nothing to fear yeah but fear itself and i feel like that's always been his thing and i feel like that's our thing like i don't care i don't fear like it's like everyone fears it's like you could leave my life don't need you like like yeah. it's like whatever like i'll shed you like like he even says snakes it's like what yeah like i'm i'm going forward you want to ride with me now nah, all right cool let me go like not worried about like what you think have to say it's like versus a lot of people and 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 they can't do that and dude shows that to the t like even with his son like his yeah. his uh, his uh, his older son yeah. He don't want shit to do with him. Like, all yeah. right, well, you're not on what I'm on. Like, let me keep it moving. Yeah, because it's the natural course. And, and it's really the most organic thing you could do. But that's also the biggest thing people fear is change. Yeah. You know, like, or change like not is very being hard. loved. Like, oh, well, yeah. like, the kid won't love me. Like, all that type of shit. Shit happens, man. Yeah. And and there was a, a, a interview recently because, obviously, he's been talking about the book. And it was like a, a Instagram live interview, and dude was asking him about his son, and he was asking him, and this is like crazy. He he said, "Do you love him?" And then he's like, 
He's like, nah, not anymore. He's like, uh-huh. he's like, and then the guy was like, like, why? And then he's like, uh, like, can that be repaired? He's like, nah, like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, but like very, like, it is what it is type of shit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like, he's like, I don't think so. He's like, dude is 23. He's a grown man. He's like, there's really like nothing I could do about it. And he's like, and he's malicious. He's like, he'll intentionally like hang out and take people with like, he's like, like Supreme son, like people that you, like he knows, like I don't like rock with. Yeah. So he pretty much doesn't care about my well-being. He's a grown man. He knows what he's doing. Like, I don't see like pretty much the way that fifth looked at it is even though that's my son, I'm not going to look at him any different than like Ja Rule because at the end of the day, you're a man making decisions. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's truly the the best way to look at these things when it comes to family situations is like, yeah, okay, just because you're my family does not mean that you could just do things that, that hurt me. Yeah. So, nah, we ain't family until you actually act like a family member. And it's like you've always said, like, friends are like the family members you get to pick. So, And then that's that's the whole concept of friendship and relationships outside of family is like well i mean people people could grow grow like how many people have we met doing the faba funny music stuff um the podcast situation you know like that we're still friends to this day yeah and it's like man that's crazy and people we were never even different walks of life different yeah different religions different creeds yeah in no capacity will we have met them unless we were in that world very much so 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 you meet people that are like-minded when you're in that world and that's that's organic and and it takes you on 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 like crazy ass uh journeys and adventures and and stuff that like when we get old we'll look at it as like damn yeah we did this we did that we met him we met her what the fuck happened but but it's kind of like it, it reminds me of uh the the most interesting man in the world the dos Equis guy yeah. like that I, you can only get to that status if, if you just live like but, yeah but you know like grow in the process and just kind of let let shit kind of grow into into itself and and not force it you know people people have told me that they they would write like like when I told them about some of our stories and the journey and everything they they've said like they would write a book about us type yeah. shit like like because it is it is true we I mean we we could compete against Forrest Gump <laughs> like in, in well that, like like that's like a it, little I mean that's kind of extra but yeah. but granted Forrest Gump is not a true story yeah exactly so, you see what I'm so, saying yeah yeah like 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 because see a movie is never it, a movie is always a, a true, dramatized version of that. Like, well, Forrest Gump is not a true story. Yeah. What it is, it's like a collection of historical events, and they place him <laughs> in them. I think, like, if, if Forrest Gump was a true story, that would be incredibly hard to compete with. Yeah, because <laughs> he like met like every president. Yeah, he he uh, uh, everybody. Like, yeah, like... Just all types of crazy-ass events. What's wild, though, what's wild, though, is I've met... I've met two presidents. I've met a first lady in my life. I, I've met Bill Clinton. I've met... Yeah. Remember? Oh, remember, yeah, yep. Yeah, you met him, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I, I've, I've met... I've met... I've met Bill Clinton, and uh, he was, like, it was crazy because when I met him... I was like, I was like, you know, I was just, oh, you know, President Clinton, whatever, whatever. And then, and then he like, he was like, yeah, uh, 
I'm going to tell you how Monica topped me off. <laughs> <That's> stupid. <laughs> You're telling a child that shit? <laughs> hey, fam. I'm about to get topped off. You need me? I was like, Hi, bro. And like, yeah, he was like, he's like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna teach you. I I, I don't know if I could do the accent. Right. I, uh, uh, how, how's this accent? I I, I am yeah, not even it's, a it's a weird ass accent, like yeah. a southern kind of. So like, I'm gonna uh, go have relations with this one. I, I can't even not have sexual relate. Like yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna fuck it up. But but yeah, pretty much like he was he he schooled me on like how he got that bitch to talk. Oh shit, like that's too wild. And so then, so and then, and then, like I would say like. A year after that, Hillary Clinton was at what museum? The Museum of Science and Industry, I want to say. Damn, that same year? or, or No, later? no, like a year later. Oh, wow. She was there. They were still in office, though. Like, they, like he was still the president. She was there. And then when I met her, she was like... Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Epstein's not gonna kill himself. <laughs> and no, no, but I. I told you we could compete with Forrest Gump. No, you I, wouldn't I, believe me. I did. I did meet both of them, and then actually, I was on stage with Obama. Oh and, shit! Are yeah, you with but he was a senator at the time. He wasn't oh, president, yeah. but he gave uh, a speech at a graduating class from my high school. Not my graduating class, but yeah. I was in. I was in the the band and we were on stage yeah and then he was he was there so like i actually like saw saw the back of dude and then like he was there and whatever i'm like damn fam is gonna destroy shit (laughs) 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 no no but but yeah so but that is that is pretty crazy like like, a lot of people don't know that about me i mean i guess it's not that like epic because i didn't really talk to these people i was just like in in their presence but but yeah i didn't meet them yeah, but it's 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 wild. But like it's just crazy cuz like all the shit that we've done too. Like we've Look at the sketches. I remember there was a time where like we had people rehearsing. Yeah. For our sketches. Yeah. Rehearsing. Is it what? We did that young ass casting coach. <laughs> 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 no, that's Bang Bros edition. <laughs> no, sorry, no, no, but <laughs> some wild shit like that. No, but but like we we you know we we <laughs> no, but like remember we would have like like wild ass shit that they would have to say or like yeah. just, like we had the the white dude saying some wild ass shit like just different people saying different things and and and, and uh, oh let's see how this person will work with this sketch. Well, then we went to different comedy and, clubs. And I, I'm glad that we we documented some of that. Like we have a lot of documentation in terms of like what we've produced or what we've created, our sketch, our music, our podcast. Yeah. But there's not as much documentation of like the things that took place behind the scenes. We have the Someone to Love documentary. We have the Till It Hurts documentary. We have some sketch blooper reels and stuff like that but that stuff is also good because aside from it being memories also it's one of those things that shows that this was our stuff like we created this yeah this is this is ours and that's pretty awesome like all things considered not everybody can say that they've had those things not everybody can say that they've lived 
the life such as ours yeah. in terms yeah. of some of the trips we've taken with our friends, the things we've learned, the in, the investments, just like the 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 position that we're in yeah for our age uh it's it's uh it's a very it's a very blessed situation also Ish. well before you say that there's also something in the book that he talks about how he he's like i i sometimes i i've put pictures where like i'm with a car and it's like hustle hard and he's like hustle hard uh play harder he's like that was just really a a, a quote but he's like, you should always hustle harder than you play. Yeah. And he's like, a lot of times, like, I'll be, and and I, I always get the sentiment, and it's weird. It's a very weird feeling because you'll be on vacation, and and he's like, I'll be on vacation by day three. Like, I'm I'm bored, so I want to, like, do, I want to get back to it. Yeah. And see, when we go on vacation, I feel like it makes me hungrier. Very much so. More than, like, oh, I want to stay on vacation. It's like, damn, this is badass. Like, but people like, people yeah. kind of get in the mode of, like, they don't want it to end, where you and I are more so, like, antsy for it to end already. Like, yeah, yeah. like, it's like, in this time, I've had time to reprieve and think about, okay, when I get back, I'm going to do this. I need to do this. This needs to get done. This, yeah. that, and the other. And you feel, you feel ready. But, see, that's the thing is that that's purpose and that's drive. Yeah. I don't know if everybody has that to be honest. Like I think I think for many people it's work 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 weekend drink get high work 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 weekend drink get high versus us it's like well the work is the journey the process the yeah. the, the, the the everything like that and it, it's also interesting because that puts you in a position where you get to to value things that other people may not be able to have the time to value like you do. Like I, I've been thinking a lot lately as uh, as you know, like I'm 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 in a place where like something professionally might be shifting for me. Yeah. And I've been thinking about like other people that I've talked been have talked to that are in a like a similar circumstance and like they're so gung ho about it. But me, it's like, not that I'm not gung-ho about it or excited, but it's just like there's sort of this like, well, why do I feel like this in terms of, I don't know if the word is hesitation, but in terms of the the change that's looming. Yeah. And I've thought about it, and it's because I'm in a position where that particular professional side of things is not as needed as it is for other people yeah so i've had the luxury of being able to focus on other things that matter like yeah. people that i rock with and i'm cool with see if oh well i need this to put food on the table for the family the kid the diapers baby food all of that well like your mind is sort of like money well, money 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 tunnel vision versus well i could look at it like damn you know what there's there's other aspects to life yeah. and because i'm in a certain position i get to really think about those aspects wholly yeah yeah you know so it, it's it, it is pretty interesting um before we transfer or or, or or segue into the next topic i did want to ask you one question and it stems from uh the joe rogan analysis of kaylee McEnany. And Joe Rogan says a quote in there, 
in reference to the president and all the flack he was getting from the media. And he says, lions should not be concerned with the opinions of sheep. What's your take on that quote in, in, in correlation with what he's talking about? And then in general, and like how accurate do you, of a quote do you think that is? I love that quote. I live by that quote. Um, I don't, and, and and I think it's a lot deeper than than w- what it suggests. Lions should not be concerned. Uh, lions should not be concerned with the opinions of sheep. You shouldn't be concerned in the sense that like you should care what they think. I live my life by my code, and so far I'm I'm good. I sometimes. You know, I, I I don't think in the now. I think in the future. So then I decide in that manner. So so sometimes if you think in the future, but someone's like, oh well, let's go to the club, right? That's that's a perfect example. I'm like, well, I'd rather do this. I got to go podcast, but the podcast has a lasting experience. The club is just a one night. You know, drink it up, talk, have fun. So no. That that could be done at any time, an episode, a topic could be discussed once, right? And then from there you could, you you grow from that, and, and you're building something of your own. So so yeah, I don't really care if you like the fact that I don't live my life by everyone's code. Shit, honestly, even their code is faulty because you could bring the most alcoholic motherfucker to this room right now. And he's never enjoyed a drink as much as I have, because I actually drink. I, I like when I when I when I drink, which is not too not too often, once every three months maybe. Um, I really it's like it, it's basked in like the everything, like everything, the music, the feeling, the weather, the the moment in time. You know what yeah. I mean? So. I'm more of a drinker than than an alcoholic because like I actually drink for what the person that made that drink like yeah. you know you know what I mean like and, and I think too one thing that I, that I I know about you is you are the type of person because like you analyze art and media and culture and you read and you're a very cultured person you're more of like you're like a gentleman drinker, like 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 this yeah. is I'm here enjoying enjoying the finer things in life type yeah. shit versus fuck yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's like you just cheapened yeah, this Jack yeah, Daniels that like yeah. you don't have no idea you just want to get fucked up right versus yeah. this is like I'm I'm this I'm taking this opportunity to take in certain things yeah that one day I'll be at a dinner table. With other like-minded, sophisticated people talking yeah. about such experiences and 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 like like the social the social social and cultural capital is like the type of shit that motherfuckers want to be like, man, like I'm gonna save his number, dude is cool, like that type of shit versus yes. versus like I said, fuck yeah, like that type of shit. Yeah, yeah, and like you and like, I enjoy drinking, and actually now that you say that, I enjoy drinking more. When I'm with my family because we're about to talk about some real ass shit, so yeah. I'm like sipping and I'm talking and, yeah. but I'm not like 
oh, fuck, I want to get wasted. I want to wake up with some fucking chick. Yeah. I don't know this bitch's name. Yeah. Who is this bitch? Bitch, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> in that sense, like, I experience things on my accord, not on, on anyone else's accord. But it is very important to put yourself in the shoes of the sheep because you have to understand sometimes you have to understand the other side in the sense of like what their thought processes are how they're thinking why they think this way see i i have a very hard time doing that like yeah. me personally i'm more of a i just like remove myself from the sheep like yeah like i i can't it's hard for me to it it's is a, it yeah. is like i like i guess too it's because I've always been around people, for the most part, that if I rock with them, I want us to elevate together. And those that don't elevate, like, we'll just leave them behind. Like, yeah. I'm not, I, I, I guess I'm very animalistic in that sense. It's like, yeah. well, we can't carry you, motherfucker. Like, we, we're, we're, we're a pack of animals and we all got to be great or like you're just going to get left behind because yeah. that's that's how things go it is hard for me to be like oh well like let me let me dumb it down yeah, yeah. because i i feel like in dumbing it down like i'm contributing to the problem yeah yeah but see the thing is with us we're always psychoanalyzing people anyway so you could put us in like the dumbest position and then you're going to ask why is this motherfucker acting this way and then you start like seeing their behavior and why and what the end game is. Oh yeah, is. I mean, in, in terms of being around it and analyzing, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. But I'm saying, in, in terms of like of of empathizing with. Oh them, yeah, no, no, fuck that. But the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I thought you were. I thought yeah. that's what you meant. No, oh hell no, no, because like to me and like I sometimes I could sound heartless in in that regard because like. Like for example, <laughs> no, no, like, yeah. I, I remember one time we were talking about a recession, and then I, I I said a joke, but it was kind of like a a heavy-handed joke on the people that and not not regarding this pandemic, but even though this pandemic does uh, hurt those people, when I was like, oh. Um, we were talking about how like they're gonna be all fucked up because the recession's like, oh well. Like, but like the way I said it was kind of like ruthless in the sense of like they got. We, last time I checked, we were playing the same game, and they went their route, we went our route, so we'll fucking win when when they're losing, yeah. and it is what it is. And in in the regard of like, well, it's fucked up because well, they're going through a hardship. Yes, that that is fucked up. But why is it fucked up? In the sense of what decisions did they make to contribute to be in that situation? Yeah, you know? and that's that's one thing I would say about you, Habib's, my dad, and Faf. Like you, you four are the four people most that I know that are very much about. Well, that person made their decision. <laughs> this is the result of their decision. Yeah. Why should you have to suffer for it? Why should anybody else have to suffer for that? Because, like, 
essentially where were they when you were grinding in the ghetto type shit yeah they were doing whatever they were living it up doing whatever n- never cared about like what you were going through so now that if you may be in a position where oh government help me no because like we were in fact i was in a worse position than you oh, and yes. you never cared so like why and, and so yeah i and i think that that is like a very like manly position but i think we more or less live in a society where it's like it's viewed as heartless yeah but but then also we're the first to always um and by us i mean that you and i we're always there to share information and and how many times have we shared information and like tried to to gears someone up to like be equipped with that information and they don't do anything with it yeah so i mean the information was there you were around the people that knew that information well either you're a dumb fuck or you decided that you didn't want to take that road and because it was harder or yeah or less glamorous or required more sacrifice exactly and and in many cases no I know they're not dumb fucks. I just know that they chose not to. And that's the thing. So, oh, oh well. I mean, you fell off the cliff. Motherfuckers been bench pressing. So we were yeah. fucking able to carry ourselves off the cliff and move along. So, And that's that's um, the nature of of life. And that's, the, and that's kind of like what the quote more or less says. It's like, you're lying. You could eat these motherfuckers alive. Like these motherfuckers are so weak to you. Like, why do you care? Yeah. What the fuck? The sheep. The sheep could be standing five feet from you, and it could like fucking try and attack you, and you'll destroy this motherfucker. So it's like, it, it's 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 a way of thinking. Like, it's a very alpha way of thinking. Yeah. You know, and it's just you know you sh- you shouldn't be worried or care or give a fuck, and and that's that's that. Very interesting. Moving on to six nine, he's back. New single, Gooba. Why is this worth talking about? It's worth talking about because this dude essentially did everything that the streets say not to do. He did it, came back, and by the numbers, if we're using that as a metric, yeah. seems to be like just as good as he was if not better than he was beforehand in terms of the numbers that he generates on on his on his IG live on on his on his postings and then of course on the video the video is now at 74 million views holy shit just 2 days yeah yeah it uh it beat uh killshot as the record oh it did yeah cuz killshot in 24 hours it, it it ended up doing millions, millions more than what Killshot did in 24 hours. And prior to this, Killshot was like the the number one record in terms of how many views it got in in one you know in a 24 hour time span. Yeah. Um. This this beat it. Yeah. Like like, I don't blame the company that signed them for 10 million. If I had 10 million, I would have signed them too. Yeah. In the sense of like this, this guy is a walking PR stunt every walk of the way on a business level. So like, and another thing too is like we live in a in, in like in a soft society in the sense of like 
no one gives a fuck about they, snitching. They or, may have got their between the merch, the 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 record and the video. They may have got the ten million back already. To yeah, be honest, yeah, because he has a, a slew of merch. Yeah. Like I think he's promoting everything that he wore. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's here. Wear it, and you know people are ordering that, and that's the thing. Like, you also have to account. Um, you have to account that people look at the people that people have been listening to first of all, because on a skill level, he's not very good. No. Um. So he's actually not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, l- l- it's more the showmanship. Like people care about the showmanship of it all. Yeah, and it was so interesting in pre-production. You brought up a very good point, very valid, and I n- never really thought about it like that. Like he pretty much has like all the great makings of a great rapper except for the fact that he can't rap like it's so weird like you yeah. kind of you kind of want to root for the guy and we'll discuss that like now with the whole like snitching thing or if you want to like phrase it like that or whatever the case but like how he does know the his, the PR he is media savvy he does seem to always like destroy people's expectations prove them wrong yeah he has a very donald trump meets the joker type of thing about him the only thing that is like he seems and even to a certain degree there's principle behind why he does what he does just motherfucker can't rap yeah (laughs) like so wild like it's like you would he would be very much easier to root for if, like, he actually had something to say on his records. Yeah, and he picks he picks very good beats. Yeah, I think for the so most too. Part. So I feel like your sound is good, and then some of the songs, uh, a lot of those singing songs, ugh, but like some of the rapping songs, like this, the the, the rhyme scheme, yeah, is is good. It's just like really lazily written, and he's really not talking about anything. Yeah. So so yeah. He sucks. But people will buy into that because they are buying into the fact that, you know, either he's the worst. It's like you either hate him or you love him. Yeah. If you hate him, you're going to fucking read up on him and you're going to be like, fuck dude, fuck dude, fuck dude. And you're helping him. That's like that Floyd Mayweather's type shit. Yeah. Yeah. So and he knows that and he uses that. Um, And then like, come on, the average rap listener in today's day and age they don't know shit about the streets. No. Like, they don't give a... Like, what the fuck? They don't know about snitching and... You're you're shit. so yeah. right about that. Like, the average rap listener is, like, living in in mommy and daddy's house, mm. been sheltered and coddled, and, like, they don't... Like, so, like, does... It, is that going to change anything? Like, what he did, snitch, whatever the case, is that going to change any perspective when yeah. that's not even a code that they even, like, really know what it's about or, or, or have any real idea of it? Yeah, that and not only that, but, like, when we were listening, like, we, like, listened, listened, like, when we were really into uh, hip-hop, like, growing up and listening to it, people gave a pass to the game. A yeah. guy who, like, switched up on, on 50 Cent and, and, like, if you see how all that shit materialized and how it happened and how people were just okay with, like, uh, separating the art from the man, 
I, I saw this from a mile away. People gave a pass to Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, another one. A guy who you see like prior to like the tattoos on the face and like sunglasses and the yeah. chains, and what? saying that he's the biggest, one of the biggest drug dealers, and that's all he raps about. And 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 you were none of that, and you're a fucking liar. And then you go and try and pick a fight against Fifty Cent, and Fifty Cent exposes you. You know. And and like you still have a career to this day. You have a career. As if anything, you got bigger. Yeah. With the beef. Well, m- by many people's accounts, I think even including Quake, that those those YouTube videos about beef and whatnot. Yeah. I think even by his account, Rick Ross won that beef. Yeah. yeah. How? Uh, the authenticity alone. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Pusha T and Drake. The authenticity alone, like yeah. it doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like. And I, I, I think you could even venture to say that even after the Pusha T thing, Pusha T got bigger, but Drake also got bigger too. Yes. So it's so. Oh, and let's not forget the Meek Mill and Drake situation. If you look at the songs for disses, Meek Mill got at Drake, not very skillfully, but off of facts. Yeah. Like he's a uh, just exposing dude, but like Meek Mill made the same mistake a lot of people made with Six Nine. Which is, you think that you're going off of authenticity, but who listens to Drake? You know, who listens to all these young artists? Like, they don't give a fuck about, like, that Drake got beat up by T.I. or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. no one gives a fuck about that. Like, what, you, what is this? We ain't from the streets, motherfucker. We just listen to this shit. Yeah. We're not from the streets. We just act like it. Yeah. Like, yeah. We just like to act like it. Like, look at, like, have you ever seen a Lil Pump concert? Like, I've actually, when he was starting to get big, like, if you, it's all white suburban kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, these motherfuckers don't care. They don't know. They just, oh, that's cool. Fucking perks, mollies. All right. That's what they give a fuck about. So, let's throw that out the window. Um, no one gives a fuck about if you're a rat or if you're not or if you did this or if you did that. And if you did, you'd be like, then there's the whole laziness aspect of what, what happened. Because I think you brought up a good point. Six Nine brought up why he did what he did. Yeah, which which I yeah. think is, I mean, it's definitely worth thinking about obviously we grew up around that street code we know what what it's about and everything like that but also that street code comes with the understanding that the people that you show loyalty to are going to hold you down take care of your affairs while you're away like a more mob mafioso from the godfather days type of mentality but then like when you found out what these guys were on with him in terms of trying to kidnap him trying to get kidnap his mom fucking his baby mama all that like why would you be loyal to them yeah now i heard i seen one video earlier today where a guy was like oh well what happened was these very guys were the guys that like i guess he had doing like henchman type shit to like get his his repertoire up yeah but then, like, when he made enough money to hire security, he pretty much, like, was like, well, I don't need these guys anymore. That still doesn't give them the right to go and, like, to, like, kidnap his mom and try to kidnap him. Like, they're, yeah. they're, 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 
their qualities in terms of employment are limited. Like it's like it's it's over with. That still dude still helped you. You guys still had a mutually beneficial relationship until he got to a certain point. But and it, and by all accounts, it seems like six nines like whole crew like turned against him because like I even saw an Instagram video where he was saying, "Oh, I canceled everything. I fired everybody. Like I, I oh got yeah." A, Yep. I like I I like and then and then that's when he went to jail and then all of that stuff happened. I mean, that obviously that obviously something happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that to me, what it seems like, you'll never know. But it, it seemed like it was a kid who used the what was it the Treyway Bloods from New York to grow infamous so it was with the video I, I don't even remember what video it was where he's out there in the streets everyone's out there yeah yeah yeah. i know what video you're talking about. he got bigger bigger and bigger and bigger and they probably started seeing like damn this motherfucker's getting big we we're making money we're doing this they probably from what he's saying from from what six nine is saying is like they were stealing money and, and they were doing all types of foul shit there was really no loyalty because it was always kind of a business agreement. Yeah. Like, listen, I need you guys for the look of it. This is how I look. This is how uh, th- this helps with marketing for me. Uh, and we'll be cool. And obviously, it, it wasn't cool. Motherfuckers kidnapped him, like you said. Um, beat him up. One of them was fucking the baby mama and all that wild shit. And now you're facing time. With people that you're not cool with and that were doing stuff behind your back, it does beg to question, would you be willing to spend the rest of your life in jail for those guys? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'll tell you right yeah. now, I wouldn't. Like not not for them. Yeah. Like if it was a situation of like there's loyalty, Mumford is holding me down, everything like that, that's vastly different. Yeah. And I would definitely would would be loyal and everything, but that's the other thing too. That's the benefit of never even getting involved with that type yes. of lifestyle, is for that. But if that was the lifestyle, I would understand what I got myself into. Yeah. But that's that is vastly different than the, than the notion of oh well I'm I'm just supposed to because the street says to be loyal to like these disloyal ass motherfuckers that doesn't even make sense how does that even register yeah because the whole snitching premise on, on, on the whole oh i'm snitching on them that would be again like you said it's a brotherhood like well no we knew if we got caught up doing this stuff we knew the ramifications but this is not by this is not a situation in which we you know we all fell and you know it is what it is fuck it we're gonna do our time it's just like you motherfuckers were disloyal as fuck, taking money, fucking his uh, girl, doing all types of foul shit, and then and then a recordings came out that you were trying to kill him. It, it is vastly different at that point. It's like enemies, and 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 that's a, that's the thing about gangster movies and all that shit. People forget, like all these guys switch up so fast. Frank Costello in The Departed, Frank Lucas in American Gangster, like it's self-interest. Yeah, this is a self-interest, cold-hearted game, and, and that's those, why you don't and, get into and, it. And that's those are self—that's self-interest 
in well with Frank Lucas like it's one of those things where it's just like when he's ratted on all those cops it was like well this was like a mutually beneficial thing exactly and but but the thing is they weren't like really going against him yeah it's just he used that as leverage to get time off that's more snitching than i would say like what 69 did like what 69 did these people are like acting like enemies yeah that is different that is different than well now that i i'm against the fire i'm like to get off easy i'm gonna like give up all these people that i was like essentially working with that's a little bit different now i had those people try to like kill him or do something well now that's different yeah. like you have like the reason to now who's who's more vilified in this situation six nine or frank lucas i would say frank lucas should be more vilified but, but he's not he's actually glorified he is he is and that's the thing where in my opinion that's sheep mentality like you're following well, oh they say frank lucas is a fucking he's great he's a legend yes no he's a snitch but but then six nine, like his whole crew, act like enemies. Oh no, he's a snitch, because he told on the guys that switched up on him. You never tell on the guys that switch up on you. You never tell on your enemies, if it means you're facing fifty years. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's where it does. It it, it is. Like I, I don't I don't think people are sitting down and 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 looking at the situation philosophically. Um. Yeah. And they're just saying, "Oh, he's a snitch. He's a snitch." Well, I, I don't necessarily. And it's think crazy that. what what a troll he is because he's taking the whole rat thing and like running with that shit. He never cared. He's like, "Yeah, like how you let a rat come home and do more numbers than you, this and that," <laughs> which makes them look even worse because it is true. It's like all you motherfuckers are supposedly real gangsters, real this, real that, but then. If that were the case, and if that matters as much as you claim it does, then how would a rat be able to come home and do yeah. way better than you? And, Which coincides yeah. with the point that you made earlier, that these motherfuckers that listen to this shit don't care about that. That, and it's like, now you're the Joker sitting on the table with all those mob bosses, and you're like, I win. Yeah. I could get you the money. You can't, because you guys have all these fucking shit in the way and you're scared of batman and you're scared of it the, and there's all these limits like but you don't understand the real world like, i think that six nine saw the big picture which was like people don't care yeah they care about the show this is entertainment you know we live in a world where wrestling has millions of fans which is fine i i, I don't have a problem with wrestling but it's not boxing yeah you know it's not mma but it has its fans, and that's the thing. Like, rap for a very, 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 very long time has lost all that authenticity when it comes to the quote unquote street code. So let's not pretend that it matters now, yeah. you know? And and that's that's another thing. So so now I think he's beefing with, with Meek Mill. It's not gonna end well for Meek Mill, and I would probably just bow out and get the hell out of the way. Let this guy just coexist. And that's not to say that there's not going to be ramifications. Like, I just would, I just don't envy a situation like like six nines, because like, what em- what enemies have you made? And, and and you're performing. Yeah. Well, that's the that's yeah. the other thing too that we discuss is like how long 
can this last? Like, are they gunning for him? Like, all that type of stuff. It's like, well, eventually, you know, would it be worth it? I mean, only he could answer that, but that's that's the other issue. Yeah. We'll see. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, and Google. Follow us at Hanging With Apes on Twitter. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.